Welcome to Faith Coffee and a Kid podcast. This is your host, Cherie, and it's a new year, and I hope you had a wonderful start to 2022. I am so excited to be in a new year and really looking forward to the blank slate that lies ahead to create and to serve and to have new experiences. I cannot believe it, but this is the third season of Faith Coffee and a Kid. So if you're new to the podcast, let me just take a moment to give you an idea about who I am and what you can expect when you listen in. So again, my name is Sheree Williams, and I am a blogger, writer, mom, single parent, conference creator of Single Moms of Faith, Burning Bright, Not Burning Out, podcaster, and I love to connect with women through sharing scripture and creating content that is relevant to your life and that you can find useful. So this season's theme will be centered around topics from my very long-awaited upcoming book, 15 Tips to Avoid Single Mom Burnout. And so as I mentioned, um, I had created a conference in 2022 um, pretty much centered around these topics. And my hope is that through this content that you're going to get practical tips on living with more peace and contentment in your day-to-day. And also we're gonna talk about issues that are relevant to you, such as finance, career, parenting, co-parenting, homemaking, and so much more. I'm also really thrilled about having some amazing guests on this season that I cannot wait for you to hear. Just to give you an idea, I have three upcoming guests, Nina Smith, founder of A Spot for Moms, who will be discussing her incredible organization and giving her thoughts on the journey of motherhood. Kate Hurley, a writer, worship leader, life coach, and teacher who's going to come on and discuss how to be a compassionate observer and curator of your thoughts. And Brittany McCormick, a South African motivational speaker all the way from Cape Town. Brittany was born with cerebral palsy, and she is going to inspire you with her topic, seeing the ability and not the disability. I can hardly wait. So In 2022, I have three primary goals that I'm working on, and that is to enhance the podcast, publish my book, and to add a comprehensive Bible study section to the Faith Coffee and a Kid website. I do have some other goals I'm working on, but these are some primary goals that I feel have helped me become in alignment with what I believe God has called me to do and how I should be serving. Recently, I read two books um, on habits, and I'm on a third book, and it's all about habit formation. And I'm going to talk about these books on another podcast because they've been really helpful to me. But it made me think about the one habit I need to form to be successful in all aspects of life, and that is being consistent about being in the Word of God and finding rest in Him. Last week, I wrote a blog, a blog post entitled Replenish, Refresh, and Restore Through Rest in Jesus. I thought this post was a timely way to start the new year as we get so wrapped up into what we want to accomplish. It can get very easy to lose sight into getting wrapped up into the Lord who's at the center of all we do and who we are. In his book, Atomic Habits, James Clear says every time you perform a habit, It is like a vote for becoming the person you want to be. So the idea is that we form identity-based habits rooted in focusing on who we wish to become instead of outcome-based habits. It is called identity habit forming. 
this really resonated with me as a Christian and identifying with Christ. Instead of just going down a list of goals, it forced me to think about my spiritual habits and how they're in alignment with how I identify, how I identify with Christ and what that looks like. Then I thought about all the reasons that my spiritual habits and disciplines have fallen off track. And really it's simply distractions, busyness, and sometimes just being plain old tired. Look, my mind races from one thing to the next so quickly. And to be frank, it can be exhausting. And one word kept popping up in my mind, and that is the word rest. For us to be centered in God, to surrender to his will, we have to find rest in him so that he has our attention. Then I thought about the times that I do rest in the Lord and how I feel afterward. And how I feel is refreshed, replenished, and restored. Yes, all those are words. So when I'm refreshed, replenished, and restored, that is when I gain the energy that I need to be a better parent, to work consistently on the goals God has placed on my heart, and when my identity feels in alignment with Christ. So today, I want to talk about finding that rest in Jesus and why it is important and Talk about the outcome, the refreshment, restoration, and replenishment that comes with that rest. So let's define rest. Rest is defined as to cease work or movement in order to relax, refresh oneself, or recover strength, be based on or grounded in, dependent on, an interval of silence of a specified duration. So much of this definition we can use as we explore resting in Jesus. Many of us have quiet time or alone time with the Lord, and this usually means a period of silence where we just sit with him and get grounded in him through prayer or reading the scripture. We stop moving and become still in the busyness of the day. Through that rest is where we begin to relax and refresh, refresh through him. Many of us find that in times of weakness that we recover our strength through him after this period of rest. You know, we go, 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 and we think that this is like some badge of honor, but in actuality, we were not created to keep moving without rest. And the scripture tells us this from the very beginning in Genesis 2-2. And on that seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. God rested, creator of the universe, the God of order. He took the seventh day to rest from his work. There's also a reference in Exodus 23, 12 that says, do your work for six days and then rest on the seventh day. So even your animals can be refreshed as it refers to the donkey and oxen. You know, it makes me laugh when I think of how prideful we are when we think we don't have to rest. Like we have more energy than God. And throughout the Bible, we're brought back to why we should find rest in Jesus. So let's take a look at some of these verses. Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is telling us to come to him and that he will give you rest, and that through him is rest for your soul. He says, all those who are weary and burdened. When I think about the state of the world and what's going on on a national level, but even a community and personal level, like in our families, so many of us are struggling, right? 
so many of us are burdened with uncertainty and fear and, and sickness and, you know, difficult relationships. And we need to give these burdens to Jesus. It is too heavy of a load to carry of our own. This is Christ's call to us, our invitation to rest. In Psalm 4.8, it says, in peace, I will lie down and sleep for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. The psalmist reminds us that the Lord makes us dwell in safety and rest we find peace because of the safety and assurance we have in the provision and sufficiency of God. I feel like we are in this space of fear about so much these days and the rest and peace we find, it's not going to be in the promises of politicians or any external figure. The only figure that gives us that sense of security is the Lord Jesus Christ. The psalmist expresses this again in 62.5, for God alone, that's a key word there, alone, oh my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. When we stop depending on the external for rest, and even ourselves, right, and we start resting in God, that is where we find hope in what often feels like a hopeless world. When we are in a state of unrest, it can be because we're worried about our circumstances. And listen, you and I, we've been there, right? Where the circumstances and the situation that we're in can just feel hopeless. And regardless of how we try to spin it, we just cannot find the hope in that situation. And part of it is because, to be honest, we're looking through our human lens and depending on human intervention instead of divine intervention. When we rest in God and know his promises for us, therein lies our hope. When we choose to rest in God, because it is a choice, then the outcome of that is the refreshment, the restoration, and the replenishment. So let's think about these words in the spiritual context. I used to have a not-so-smart habit of letting my gas tank get right above E. And I'm talking like I'd have two miles left. I know it's such, it was so bad. And I was literally running on fumes. Now, one, that actually isn't good for your car. And two, I could have easily broken down on the side of the road or worse on a busy highway. It wasn't because I didn't have the money, but it was because I was busy running from place to place, you know, doing errands, going to dance practices, you name it. I simply didn't want to or choose to stop. Although if I ran out of gas, it would cost me time and money. I say this because I think sometimes we run our spiritual life like that. We are so distracted by the day-to-day -day busyness that we, are, we allow our spiritual tanks to get to E. We are running on fumes and depleted. But when we find rest in God, what we do is we fill up our spiritual tank. Think about what you can do when your spiritual tank is full. When we rest in God, we refresh our mind, our heart, and our spirit. Scripture talks a lot about preparing our minds, what we should think about, and how we are to be transformed by the renewal of our mind. When we are in the restful place with God, our mind is being renewed and refreshed. It's filtering out all the junk from the world, the troubles, the hopelessness, and really the lies of the enemy. It's being filled up with truth. And with that truth comes freedom that comes through Christ and gives us the peace that passes all understanding. This is why Jesus says, come to him, all who are weary and burdened, because he knows there are going to be some trials that surpass our understanding. 
You know, I think of the relative, my relative who, you know, lost their child or my friend who had a massive stroke and has been in recovery now for two years. These are hard things. Yet through these traumatic events, they are coming to a peace that only comes through Christ. Our strength is not of our own. Its source is Jesus. Just like that car that is running on E that has to be replenished by fuel or it's going to break down, we have to have spiritual fuel so we don't break down. God replenishes us not just once, but every day, every moment that we go to him, we get filled up with encouragement and inspiration. God tells us in Jeremiah 31, 25, for I will satisfy the weary soul and every languishing soul I will replenish. He is going to satisfy and replenish your soul. The definition of languishing is to be dispirited or feeble, weak, or to suffer neglect. I hate to admit it, but sometimes the person we neglect, especially as moms and as caretakers, is ourselves. And we let ourselves run on E spiritually, which affects every aspect of our life. When we lack energy or we're exhausted, or we make the, we, you know, we make the excuse, oh, I need to take more vitamins, visit the gym more often, eat better. And yes, all those things can be true, but true replenishment comes through the Lord. When I was in my 20s and even well into my 30s, I always felt this gaping, gaping void. And I tried to fill it through travel and friendships and relationships, a jam-packed social calendar, but that void was never filled. Instead, it just got wider and made me feel more lost. Why? Because God wasn't in my life. I had no rest because I was searching for replenishment that only temporarily satisfied. But when I accepted Christ and when I found rest in him, I became restored. And so let's talk about that. Let's talk about restoration because John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus dying on the cross was so that we as sinners could be saved, so that we would be restored to the Lord. The definition of restore, you see I'm big on definitions, right? Is to return something to an earlier or original condition by repairing it, cleaning it, or cleaning it. Jesus cleaned us. He cleansed us of our sins so that we could be restored and have eternal life. And he repaired us in our broken sin nature. God is a God of restoration. You know, I think back to the day I was baptized and came out of the water and I just felt so clean, right? So restored and reborn because I was through the blood of Christ. I was in alignment with the Lord and that that alignment that you feel, that should have been our original state, right? Before sin came into the picture. And listen, make no mistake about it. We're in a daily spiritual battle that is not without its bumps and bruises. The enemy has a target on our back and he wants to kill, steal, destroy, and separate us from God and try to rob us from that restoration he gives us through our acceptance of him. And when we find rest in him, but God has already had the victory. You are empowered by the Holy Spirit and your relationship with the Lord. But that means above all else, our spirit needs to be in alignment with him. And the one way we can be restored is 
when we are in those spiritual battles and facing those Goliaths is to find that rest in him and make it a priority. I want to give you seven practical ways that you can find rest in the Lord. One is recognize that true replenishing, refreshing rest doesn't come from external sources, but from Jesus. Go back to Psalm 62.5. For God alone, O oh my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. Two, intentionally set aside time every day, whether it is five minutes, 30 minutes, or an hour to sit with God. Exodus 33.14 says, and he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Make sure you take time to recognize his presence in, in your life. You know, God never leaves us. He is always there. It's us that, you know, turns our heads sometimes. So make sure you take time to recognize his presence. Three, get still. Don't feed into distractions. Unplug from the busyness and silence the noise. Get quiet with the Lord and set yourself up in a conducive environment that is distraction-free. And this can be hard to do, right? But give yourself permission to have solitude and to seek solitude. We see in the Gospels in Mark and Luke that Jesus goes away often privately to pray to his father several times. For example, in Luke 6, 12, it says, in these days, he went into the hills to pray and all night he continued in prayer to God. Build your number four is build your spiritual house by being a doer and hearer of God's word. Read scripture daily, even if it is one verse. The more you ingest God's word, the more you will find rest in Him and His promises because you know them, right? The scripture is a blueprint for our life. Second Timothy 3 16 17 says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. All you need is to think about this in the sense of, you know, sometimes we feel like we're lacking, right? And sometimes that unrest comes from that feeling of lack. You are already equipped through every good word, through, for every good work. And the reason that the scriptures are so important is because it is useful for teaching, rebuking, and correcting. It is living. Number five, be dependent on the Lord and not independent. Lean on the Lord in all you do. The source of your strength, as we spoke about earlier, is not through yourself, but through Jesus. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And that comes from Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Number six, and we talked about this earlier, is stop carrying the brunt of your burdens and surrender them to him. Let his yoke lighten your load by surrendering, surrendering to him daily all your worries and concerns. Seven, know that God knows. You know, sometimes the pain and the things that we go through, it's just so deep that there are no words, right? But we can trust in a sovereign God who knows all our troubles and cares about every detail of our lives. Keep in mind Romans 8, 26, 27. In the same way the spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. I have a downloadable resource for you that I'll put in the show notes with these seven practical ways that you can find rest in God. 
And in that resource are scriptures you can meditate on along with another resource of scripture cards that you can print out. Please take a moment to visit the Faith, Coffee, and a Kid website where you can find more resources and articles. And please subscribe to receive updates and the newsletter. If you like the podcast, it would mean the absolute world to me if you subscribed and left a review. Lastly, if you are interested in being a guest on the podcast, click the link on the show notes to learn more. I would love to talk to you. I want to leave you with this scripture from Isaiah 40, 30, 31. Even youth grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. My prayer for you is that this year and every year you find rest in God. Thank you for listening to Faith, Coffee, and a Kid podcast. Mm-hmm.